That section we just looked at, those three verses, 17, chapter 17, 6, 7, and 8, are a transition, talking about this uh, way that the Son reveals the Father. My friends, this is not a Bible study. This is the truth. This is the way things are. And we study this so that we will know by the power of the Holy Spirit this is the way things are. The Father so deeply desires to be known for who He is. And so, as it said in that text we were looking at, you see, He sent me so that they, Jesus said, so that they could know you. He's a divine person himself. But he's totally caught up in the Father. Now we begin his prayer, okay? Uh, I entreat, uh, whoops, let me get my text. Um, my goodness, what happened? I lost my spot here. Seven. There it is. I ask, I entreat about for them. Not for the world do I entreat, but for those whom you gave me, or have given, Dedukas, who gave me, um, because they are yours. And all that is mine is yours, and what is yours is mine. And this we find often said, right? Everything the Father has, I have. He gave it all to me from eternity. Can you imagine? How do we... Let's, let's try this. Think of a situation in which you knew you were really loved. Really knew you were loved. What a freedom, isn't there? What a grace. What a freedom. That's how Jesus is all the time, infinitely. From all eternity. I know that you love me. And it's into that family that we're invited for eternity. You see? So I'm praying for them. Huh? Uh, I pray for them. Or I entreat for them. Eroto is the word. Not on behalf of the world do I entreat, but on behalf of those you have given to me because they are yours. Well, then we're gypped. No, you're not gypped. Anytime you want, just change from being world. Just accept Jesus. Just try, be open to it, and he'll do the rest. He wants us to be one with him in this embrace of the Father filled with energy by the Holy Spirit forever. That's why he died. So now he's not going to say, well, you know, you're not trying hard enough. If we just go to him, he'll do the rest. Will it be tough at times? Of course, because we've got to die to sin and live to God. And that's not easy because we're attached to sin. But if you wanted to be a good stockbroker, wouldn't you work hard? You'd have to learn all about stocks and bonds and what companies and what the... Well, just so you can make money. Nothing wrong with money. But I mean, you die, you don't need it anymore. What about knowing God the Father that way? That's what he's saying, you see. 
uh, you gave them to me because they are yours. And now he opens up for us this mystery. Try to let your spirit gaze on it. All that is mine is yours. And what is yours is mine. Everything I have is yours. The only difference between you and me is that you're a father and I'm son, both from all eternity. That's the only difference. Everything else, we're, we're one. We have the same divine nature. All is ours. And all those who begin to love us, they love us. And such an amazing thing. There they are in all eternity in this unbelievable dance of love, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And they say, let's create. Let's share this. Would you do that? I don't think so. You know, I'm happy. You know, besides, I'm, I'm God. I know when I do it, they're going to rebel. There's going to be misery for them. There's going to be misery for me. But I want that. I want them with me forever. That's what he's saying. All that is mine is yours. Everything. The only thing that's mine that isn't yours is that I'm son and your father. Outside of that, everything that's mine is yours. And, you see, and what is yours is mine. And now he starts. And I have been glorified in them. Because, as he's already said in chapter 6, they're yours and you gave them to me. You see that chapter 6, as if you remember way back when we did chapter 6, you see, chapter 6 is all about faith as a work of the Father. That's what it's all about. And that faith, the Father works, this is the work of God, it said, remember? What shall we do to do the works of God? Remember, very early in the chapter, maybe you don't. Well, you can look it up. It's chapter 6, very early in the chapter, well, after the multiplication and the walking on the water, and they come over, across the lake, they're in the synagogue of Capernaum, and uh, there they are, and uh, you know, they they uh, and he's saying, look, you see, everything the Father gave me is mine. So you're mine. I want to give you everything, so that you can join us for eternity. You see, uh, and now, and I am no longer in the world; they are in the world, and I am coming to you. This is a difficult verse because as the narrative takes us, he's standing right there in the upper room just before his arrest. So he's very much in the world, but in another way he was never in the world because the world, when you mean the world, all that is in the world is the concupiscence of the flesh, concupiscence of the eyes, and the pride of life. And there's none of that in him, nor he in it. You see? Uh, and so, I am coming to you. Now, we have again this very mysterious line. Well, let's work first at this chapter, I mean, verse 10, uh, verse 11, really. I am no longer in the world. So, where is he? He's in heaven. But he's at the very depth of the church. And this is what he's praying all the time. Until history ends, he is at the depth of the church praying this for the whole church. And we can join him. So, I am no longer in the world and I am coming to you. In a way, he's already there 
In another way, you see, he's also present in the depth of the church, praying, sustaining this church from the very depth. We just looked at this text um, recently. Uh, you see, though he was in the form of God, he didn't consider being equal to God, but he humbled himself. You see, and God gave him the name above every name, the name Adonai. Where is he? He's fixed in that act of love in which he died, that humility in which he abased himself. That's what keeps the church alive and keeps it one. If we want the church to be one, join us. Let's join him there. Give our whole being to God the Father as he did, and we'll be one. No problem. Our divisions happen because of our enmity, our jealousy, our sin, and our stupidity. We get down there, the depth of the church with Jesus, and this is what we find out. I am coming to you. Holy Father, guard them in your name. Now there is a similar kind of a thing said in the first letter of John, chapter 2 and verse 24, I think, and uh, chapter 4, verse 16. Let's take a look at them. After all, we're not in a rush. We're not under contract to finish this at any particular time. So let's learn something. Okay? 2.24 um, For you, what you heard from the beginning, let it remain in you. And if what is from the beginning remains in you, what you heard from the beginning, then you are in the Son and in the Father. And you remain there. And this is the commandment we have from him from the beginning, the promise, eternal life. And then there's another text, similar in a different way, in 4.16. Take a quick look. Um, and we have come to know and believe the love that God has for us. When are we going to do that? Believe the love he has for us. That's what's going to win us over. In the meanwhile, you know, we do our spiritual push-ups and we do all that stuff, and we have to. But when it becomes a delight, then it's because the Spirit of God has taken over. And now, you see, we love the, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and we love the Church with God's love. And we see... This poor church full of sinners. Ah, as Origen calls it, it's Rahab's house. I mean, it's the converted prostitute's house. That's the church. We're a mess. Let's get a little bit better and the whole world will believe. And so, guard them in your name. What's that name? Father, which you have given to me so that there may be one as we are one, and this is his prayer, isn't it? This is what he's praying all the time and moving us to, that we be one. How do we do that? Ecumenical dialogue, of course, but you know, I don't think that the Protestants have a lot of problem with Padre Pio or Mother Teresa. they got a problem with us. But you see, if you're transformed into Christ, you're not a problem. Now, suppose the whole Catholic Church were transformed into Christ. What would happen to the ecumenical problem? Boop! It would go away. Well, we're waiting for them to change. That's stupid. 
Excuse me, but it is. We have everything. We change. You see? So they be one as we are one. And when I was with them, I guarded them in your name, which you have given to me, and I protected them. What can that mean? How did he guard them and guards us? You see? Because I gave them your name. My friends, let's stop and think for a minute. The whole canon of the Mass is addressed to God the Father. We make most of our prayers through our Lord Jesus Christ who lives and reigns with you, Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit forever and ever. The whole of Christian prayer is this divine affection, this... Um, captivating knowledge of the Father. That's, that's it. You see? And when that happens to us, little by little, our hearts begin to soften. Every once in a while, we're still jerks. We get mad at somebody, we hold a grudge. But if we love the Father, it won't last long. We've got to get rid of it because we want to be like the Father. I'm his son. I want to be like my father. He gave away everything. So that, you know, and some of the saints said, even when our Lord was dying, he had to turn away his face. He couldn't stand it. His own son dying like that. For us. You see? And so that's what he says. You see? I protected them, and none of them perished, except the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. Now, that doesn't mean... God wrote the scriptures and so said, let's find a guy who who fulfilled this text. It means that divine plan which works only through the freedom of men. There's nothing automatic about it. You see? Uh, God's will does not intervene. He doesn't have... In a way, you can say he adjusts to our will, though he never changes. I remember having a discussion with this, with a friend at a restaurant. I said, now look, you see that glass, there's ginger ale and there's ice. Where the ginger ale is, there's no ice. Where the ice is, there's no ginger ale. That's not the way it is with God. Where God's will is, there's not mine. Where mine is, there's not God's. No. It suffuses ours. And he can adjust in his divine freedom, knowing ahead of time anyway, he can adjust. Why? Because he loves us. You see? And so, We've gone down to verse 12, and that will will stop because a new section begins with the next verse. Amen.